Welcome to Friday. It's December 9th. Yeah. We're all ready for Friday. We're ready for a great Saturday. We're talking about charging across the U.S., experience in the front, and Lucid's phone calls. Everywhere I go, Lucid's phone calls. I gave it away. Lucid's. Lucid's. Not lucid. We want everyone to be lucid when they're making calls. Oh, I said S. (laughs) Or lucid phone calls. They're probably pretty lucid. (laughs) We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, Well, uh, it's Friday, Kyle. I today just feels like it flew by. We both had travel. You know, we're both on the ground, respectively in Atlanta. And uh, were you in Atlanta? Where were you? No. No, I was just in Nashville. Oh, and Na- <laughs> I got to be in a dealership in Nashville. It was fabulous. <laughs> to me, it felt like you were traveling because you weren't <laughs> yeah. here on the screen. I wasn't in my office. So we, had, yeah, so we had on the ground in dealerships in Nashville and with a bunch of fixed stops people in Princeton. And we're going to be a bunch with a bunch of dealers next week, too. We got yeah. You got Atlanta. Um, and then the following week, actually, we have dealers coming to Nashville for the year end extravaganza. They're, They're to all coming to your It's going to be so good. We're all going to Man, Kyle's yesterday, house. Yesterday. Just like a little bit of note, if you are not signed up ready for <laughs> the year-end extravaganza, I promise you, <laughs> promise you, we are going to throw things in there that you just you just are not going to expect. Yeah. And it's going to be wonderful, joyous time like of dialed-in practitionership, understanding what the moves and the market moves last year, next year, where we're headed, but also... Like we're going to give a little, little bit, of, bit of breath of fresh air to your week before Christmas. Yeah. We got a bunch of people coming in uh, live to be on the show. It's going to be a Jimmy Fallon style live show. Kyle and I are going to be wearing suits. So if mm. anything, you show up, show up for that. Uh, you can go to a soda.com, scroll down just a tad from the top of the fold and you can click on the year end extravaganza links. You can join the LinkedIn uh, event or the Facebook event, get access to the live stream, be eligible to win prizes. First of all, foremost, we got a PS5, we got an iPad, we might have a couple other things we're doing. And um, yeah, so make sure if you can't be there in person, because we are having a small live studio audience. So if you really want to come, send us a DM, maybe we can work that out. Coming in from some places, so, you know. From some places, that's very ambiguous. Yeah, hey, some places you wouldn't expect it. So, you know, fly on in. The the flights aren't that expensive in in Nashville. And uh, we'll treat you to some Nashville coffee and pastries and all that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a great time. And if not, hey, join us on the live stream. Uh, You will not be sorry. Let's just say it that way. Taking a big swing. Our show producer actually produces the Emmys in New York Fashion Week and the People's Choice Awards that just happened this week. We got the AV and the the live band from Electric Jane. It's going to be ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about a little bit of news. Oh, wait, do we have anything else to talk about before we bounce into the news? I think we're good. Go to the news. Go, go right, to the news. We're going to go to the news. We have some fun stuff. It's especially a little last story packs a little bit of a different type of punch. So, punch. Uh, GM and Ford dealers are doing the work to build a formidable charging infrastructure across the U.S. as, um, you know, Ford and GM just really take the front seat in the effort. So uh, on the Ford side, the much contested and debated Ford EV dealer certification requirements, it's actually going to result in about 1,900 plus chargers, level three chargers across, which will now make it the most extensive network of those types of chargers in the U.S. um, when it comes to number of locations. All of a sudden, Mm. I didn't even think about that. Like all of a sudden, like imagine all the Ford storage popping up on the charging network. Now, I know it's probably not going to be the most convenient thing to do to go like to a Ford dealership. You know, it's like big charging network, not where people just go to stop. Now, 
if you're like also largest coffee shop network. Oh, right? I mean, you know, I knew you were going to go there. As soon Line as that this, up, I you knew, know. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to go there. But you think about like range anxiety in general, and the fact that you know, because I mean, level three chargers, right? You're in 20 minutes. You know, you're back. So yeah, even at if, least you know it's available, right? Exactly. And actually, four dealerships are in pretty rural areas a lot of times, and you see them like, I mean, when I'm driving through even Tennessee or Kentucky, where I drive through a lot. You see them like 40 minutes outside of major cities and an hour outside of major cities right off the highway. So it's still not like absolutely inconvenient when you think about where a lot of those Ford dealerships are located no. in travel spots. And if you need to charge, man, even 10 minutes in there to get you to the place you really want to go. Yep. That doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Um, you know, so, I mean, this throws them in the mix with Tesla, EVgo, Electrify America. Now there's probably going to be a little Ford logo up on whatever charging maps they have going on. GM is taking a slightly different approach. Obviously, more GM stores. Um, there's a GM store, they say, within like nine miles of every home in America, something like that. Uh, yep. GM is working with its dealers to provide a, a really robust charging network of uh, it's like 40,000 level two chargers so level two chargers a little bit different than level one they don't go or level three they don't go as fast but they're still pretty substantial they can charge your car in a couple of hours which make them perfect for like parks and sports venues and shopping malls places where you're going to spend a couple of hours and we're talking 40 thousand and if that happens yep. it will double the amount of this level chargers uh, across the country I actually have a, a level two charger that we put up right outside uh out front of my office building for the community and i mean it's just gonna have to be something that pops up everywhere you know every parking lot is just gonna have to have at you know five or six of them to start and probably more it's just gonna be a bank of chargers yeah. and it's just gonna be something that every business but here's the thing. I mean, if I'm dealers, I'm getting that ad space super cheap right now. All day. Right. It's ad space. You, you see them like in upstate New York. We're, we're just starting to see them. You've probably had them a lot more in Nashville. But yeah. in shopping centers and plazas and grocery stores, these big, beautiful level three chargers showing up with display screens on them and they're running ads. Yeah. And hey, if you're Ford and you own the screen, it's like. What are you going to talk about? What are you talking about? All the great things that Ford dealers are doing in the community Easy. around you. That's Easy. not That's not going to be what goes on there, by the way. No. It's going to end up being price and payment. It's not. You know it's that. price and payment, without a doubt. It's totally price and payment. Three ninety nine leases all day. Not, not if we have anything to say about it. Okay. Uh, what else? Um, oh, yes. This. So today we're really focusing on... Like kind of like what the dealer OEMs are doing in partnership with the dealers. We didn't give the overarching topic. Chargers are the first thing. The second thing is just developing and leaning into experience when people are shopping for the brand. Um, this, so this, this story, just let me just start by this. This one warms my heart. The, these, these couple little stories about how retailing experiences are coming to the dealer network. Just warms my heart. I know. So, so Kyle and I, it, in the mornings, a lot of times we're swapping stories on text message like before, and then the show gets built, and uh, Kyle popped over these two articles, and I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. So several new standalone dealerships are opening for Porsche and Jeep, not together separately, which strive to provide dedicated spaces for convenience, robust shopping experiences, and even walkability. Kind of ironic walkability to yeah. a car dealership. Uh, Porsche uh, of Brooklyn highlights a new Porsche urban store concept. Uh, it's a street level gallery, right? And has intentionally timeless styling. The building looks amazing. You have to check it out in the show notes. Have you been, have listening. you like walked through Brooklyn? 
Not, not Ever? in a long time. Yeah, I have. I mean, the last time I was there, I was visiting VaynerMedia's building, but it was just like warehouses. Like, you know what I mean? It was like the very yeah. beginning of the last well, five and, years of upswing. Well, and Brooklyn was a lot different than like like New York, like downtown New oh, York City. Yes. You know, and like all the brownstones, all the walkability, you see families walking around. Yeah. And so for a retail environment for an automaker, and it's a it's a pretty well-off area, for an automaker to be in that same type of look and feel, I mean, it just it, it for me, it it is exactly what any automaker should be thinking in urban areas. I mean, right now, I'm just I'm I'm saying this like in downtown Nashville, there are storefronts going up everywhere. And it was in and it's interesting to me that in a lot of other countries, you see these like storefront style manufacturer like uh, buildings right where they're not dealerships their inventory is in um some you know a storage facility or something like that but they are dedicated to the shopping experience and it and and this store when you click in through it make sure and take a look at a few of the pictures there's not a ton of pictures we'll see if we can find some more later for for a social post but it has kind of a cafe feel there's you know this this fitting room for customizing your new porsche which is so smart a lifestyle store so so thinking accessories or even like um wearables uh and then even a a new car delivery area and understanding that hey orders are happening or a delivery experience is the highest part of maybe a car ownership experience. And that's what that you point. want everybody else to see too. So smart. Right? Yep. It's like that whole thing where you see other people doing it. Look at that guy taking delivery of his new yes, Porsche. Look at exactly. that. Even, gosh, do families buy Porsches? I don't, well, maybe, I guess, if you get. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Especially in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. The building also houses the training facility for the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, I think that's like, it's just. The, the, the big point of this, right? Everyone can't have a, like a super high-end whatever, right? Like that's Porsche's brand. Right. They're in the right neighborhood. I think the real point is contextualization for the people who are shopping in your places in the neighborhood that you're putting things in. And uh, the urban walkability in an environment where there's really no inventory anyway or we're getting used to this, people are just maybe getting used to shopping this way. Experiential. There's another one kind of on the flip side of the world. Um, mm. Not of the world, but uh, of the the OEM world anyway. Christian uh, Munier, Jeep brand CEO. Uh, Jay Feldman of Feldman Automotive, who you might know. Feldman, uh, they're the ones that have Mark Wahlberg, right? He's the yep. partner with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, well, in some of the stores, yeah, they have a so, Feldman right, Wahlberg right. stores. Uh, Jim Morrison, head of the Jeep brand. His name's Jim Morrison? pretty good who knows <laughs> north america uh they gathered in a photo in the new standalone feldman jeep of clarkson um according to owner jay feldman this freestanding jeep store captures the heritage and imagination of the jeep brand and its enthusiasts and he says we're paving a way for the next generation of jeep owners they built yeah. an experience center that is inherently jeep it has only jeep technicians in it and um it's something we'll find pick more pictures. These are going to be well. like Jeep meccas. I'm telling you, I know a couple other groups that are putting these up. They're just in building phase. This is just the first one of them. But typically what you see is you see a CDJR store and you see kind of like the Chrysler Dodge Ram side of the store. It's mm-hmm. kind of silver and gray. And then you see the Jeep side of the store and that's where you get the brown and the earth tones and the that type of thing. But it's all baked into one. And I think Jeep owners are going to love this experience. I, I'm sure like the exterior you're probably you've probably got things like you know sideways hills and rocks and things to climb over with jeeps and then the inside is definitely an experiential type store um but this for me 
this is a long time coming. The Jeep brand, we talked about this, uh, I think, last week in that Jeeps re uh, retain their value so long because the community around the community. Jeeps. I mean, think about what you could do with community events or, you know, with your technicians explaining things about the Jeep, doing some like dinners and things like that. How about that the kids? Because, right? Yeah, the kids. Yes. How are you not going to like kids love to like run over stuff and break stuff like give them the opportunity to do that yeah and jeep makes the little like uh the little kid cars Absolutely. too right a little kid yeah. track oh Done. man my little Jaden would tear that up with <laughs> an idea to like move yeah. things around and pull things and hook up a but think about creating customer loyalty creating customers for life owning the whole family and their experience with jeep i mean it is for me, that's that's where Jeep is absolutely going to win. But I think that other manufacturers can kind of take this and go, okay, if Jeep can do that and they're putting their store together like this, what is our store? What do our stores look like? Not just visibly, but experientially different than other OEMs that people actually want to be a part of. Well, speaking of a different type of experience. Segway. This one caught us both a little sideways amidst pressure mm. from customers who are tired of waiting for their new Lucid Motors EV leaked emails obtained by Business Insider outlines some, I'm going to call them red zone defensive measures. And if you're not familiar with that, when you're in football, <laughs> when you're about, the other team's about to score, it's called the red zone. And they've released some uh, red zone measures, I'll call them, that can lead to customers being called 14 times over weeks to stop from canceling their order. Yo. So here's, here's, so. Lucid is having Read trouble delivering. Yeah, here, here, here the rise. So, <laughs> Lucid's having trouble delivering, right? They're trying to keep up. They're trying to deliver. People are tired of waiting, so customers are starting to call to cancel. So uh, this email says, basically, every cancellation is a failure. And so here's how it goes. When a customer calls to cancel, they're assigned to a case owner who has to call the customer within 24 hours and then, again, for three consecutive days to save the order. If that doesn't work and they don't get through, it's escalated to a manager who calls five more times within five days. If that doesn't work, then a regional manager gets it, and they call three more times over three days. And then and only then can the order be canceled. They said their employees cannot take any days off between December 17th and 31. I guess they're expecting when people are kind of off for the holidays. They're just going to crush when they're just gonna, like, End right? of the year, yep. like, let me button up this loose end. Um, you know, and well, yeah, and you think about the type of advertising that retail dealers do, do during that time to acquire real business right now for in, in stock inventory, oh, like that's what they're competing against. They're yeah. competing against real retail dollars. Man. And it's just the, the one employee says, you know, the level of desperation and the tone of the email, um, combined with the protocol of like just calling people over and over and over does not spell high in a luxury. I mean, we're talking about $100,000 vehicles here um, and yeah. future purchases. Like, then there are going to be a lot of other options, right? So Without talk about alienating people. I understand, like, you're desperate. You're trying to do things, but you'd never want there's to another, seem desperate. There's right? another way to emphasize that communication, keep people in the family, Gosh, make them I don't, feel good about their purchase I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it just reeks to me of, like, that desperate relationship when someone's like, hey, I think this isn't working out. And then they, the other person just starts calling and texting. Well, the calling thing is what gets yeah. me. Like, ain't nobody yeah. get me on the phone. Not a chance, especially with the I'm weird sorry. number around the holidays. Ain't happening. You're getting on the mute button. How many calls do you get a day from a number you don't recognize? Uh, seven to ten. Yeah. It's not It's not terrible. But <laughs> I they, love they, how seven to ten isn't that terrible. It's so but, bad. But oh, either man. way, it's like I don't even look. I don't even, unless I'm expecting 
unless I'm expecting a call. John Foley just ch- chimes in and says, a friend recently shared their experience t- canceling their order. It wasn't great. Look, unless unless it's not something I'm expecting, like who wants a phone call? Nobody wants a phone call. My kids actually think it's rude to call someone without texting first. <laughs> That's what I tell people. I'm like, text me first, then call me. So I know that, I, that I'm answering. The sure. Right I person. don't think it's rude if you call me, right? Like if we're friends and you call me, yep. but even like with their friends, like that they know, like, Hey, we talked <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to text you first. I, I, for me, this just, it reeks of like bad internet follow-up lead, lead handling procedures that shows that you have done nothing to care for this customer in their purchase life cycle, which right. is not over until they take until they take delivery. And that's that's they they missed the boat months ago. Not right now. That's a great point. Well, on that date, we're not missing the boat today. It's a Friday, rolling into a good solid weekend. People are out, they're spending money, they're buying cars, you're getting things fixed. Get there in the mix and meet them right where they're at. <laughs>